Hello, 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 New Haven, and welcome back to Arts Respond on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, New Haven. I am so happy to be back with you. We took like a little two or three week hiatus in my job at the Arts Council. I've been teaching high school students and they are a blessing and a joy. They are also a lot of work. So we took a, a little, little break from this and I am so excited to be coming in hot with artist Ricardo Gutierrez who we are talking to about an upcoming exhibition through my eyes, which is opening next week in New Haven, but who we will also be talking to about his career, which spans multiple countries and continents. And I would say like Ricardo also like maybe multiple planes of existence. Is that fair? It, I don't know. <laughs> but yes, I'm very grateful for, for, Connecticut because Connecticut uh, made me grow up more as an artist and um, to be honest to me Connecticut is home this mm. day mm. and you are I'm, I was so excited because we talked to a lot of artists on this show but they rarely come to us like with with their work in the background and you're in your studio which is um, in your home I think a lot of artists in New Haven have home studios because space is constantly an issue for them. And so you're joining us from your studio. And I want to hop in the Wayback Machine, as we do sometimes on this show, and talk about your origin story as an artist. And just a quick little note that um, if you hear something that sounds like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre around me, it's because the neighbors are mowing the lawn. Um, I've been told that people can't hear this, but it's very much in my ear. So, um, so community radio at its best, y'all. So Ricardo, take us back to, you're still a very young artist, but take us back to when you were like, I don't know, this, this big, like little baby Ricardo and baby your Ricardo. first, yeah, yes. your first sparks. So, okay. When, when I was like four years old, I, uh, and I even remember the, I used to love drawing. I, I used to draw all the time. I remember that my mom, uh, the teacher in school, they used to say to my mom, hey, no, he's, he doesn't want to do his homework. He, has a, he, he doesn't want to work while I'm teaching. He just want to draw. And I had a lot of issues with my mom about it. And, but after that, I my grandma, she told me that something very beautiful she said uh, you have a gift and you give our your hands because you can create you can uh, build you can draw and that beautiful mind and that creativity that you have is a god gift that give you to you and those words still in my mind and it helped me to grow more as an artist and even as a person as a as a human being and I love it. I love art. My dad is an artist too. So it's weird that my dad, he didn't want me to be an artist. It's weird that because he's an artist. He wanted me to be an engineer, but to me, my soul, my heart was on art. And I, yeah, since I was a little baby, I love art. And I will say you grew up in Colombia and that is very alive in your work. And so I'm wondering if you can talk about those influences. Yes, for example, my last 
collection Urawa uh, was more inspired by the region in Colombia. Uh, this region is very multicultural. Uh, I grew up with uh, all kind of human beings, I mean, all races, all uh, belief systems. And, uh, and the beautiful of Yoruba is that everyone is, is, um, is friendly with everyone. We don't have too much races over there because uh, we're mixed, all of us. I, I have so many mixes on me. I'm indigenous, I'm black white, uh, I'm everything, and uh, make me very proud to to where to was born in in that specific part in Colombia. And yes, Uraba is very has a lot of uh, is very selvatic. I don't know if that makes sense. A lot of uh, jungle jungles and rivers and mountains. And I'm very into uh, plate tectonics and all the transformation of our planet. And we are located in like three plate tectonics. So that means the Uraba Earth moves a little deep over there. And yeah, and it's, it's beautiful. It's very warm. Uh, we have two oceans, the, the Pacific Ocean and the Atlantic Ocean, the Caribbean Sea. And it's very rich. We have fruit. We have a. It's a beautiful place to visit, whatever. And you would see. You saw all of that in, in on my paintings. You saw the samba, the black woman with the bananas in her head. That's very very. Um, uh, I don't know if you know the Uraba export bananas. Uh, to Europe and sometimes I think to 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 the United States and uh, a lot of animals, a lot of uh, hummingbirds and flowers and fruits, a, a, lot, a lot of fruit. I will say, have you always been, because one of the things that stood out to me, so there was um, an exhibition of your works in Oroba, um, in September, I think September 2021 in North Haven, um, above like a, a butcher shop, I thought, which is just, I'm constantly thinking about how, um, because we don't have that many like arts institutions with space, artists mm -hmm. get creative and they find spaces to show their work. And so I just, I loved that. I, I loved that you walk up a flight of stairs and into the space and you were completely transported. Um, but one of the things that really stayed with me was how you are clearly very moved by nature and you, I think, also find it really peaceful. And so I'm wondering if that's something that has always been a theme in your work. Uh, can you repeat the last theme again, please? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, I, I was very moved by the sort of like the significance of nature in the in the show um so not just like and yes there were also people um but like animals and flowers and these close looks at um things that are like parts of our world that are being destroyed and so I'm wondering has that always been really a big part of your work 
yes, yes. And I'm very nature touch my heart. Uh, um, since was a little baby, I remember that I used to, I used to play with little things, with little rocks, with little pieces of wood, with little, and, and I used to admire the texture of those little things that our mother uh, gave us for free. And that, those textures, those little things, it makes me like create things in my mind and using those colors that you saw in Nuraba, very bright colors. And uh, because I, 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 when I was very little, I grew up very close to the sea and very close to the jungle. So I was in between sea, jungles, rivers. So seeing that at young age, uh, it keeps all the time in your mind. And how you mentioned before, I have been in other countries and other cities. And the, the differences of the other, those other places is the nature. I saw the, for example, plants here are very different plants over there. The pollen here is different than pollen over there, flowers and even animals. And uh, this kind of thing, yeah, blow my mind. And I wanted to show to everyone because Urava, Urava was very dangerous. Had I mentioned before, it was very dangerous. Uh, you know, the Colombia have that issue with uh, drugs. Colombia used to export a lot of drugs, and they used to use Urava that area because the location of Urava is very tentative for them. It's very easier for them to export drugs to uh, Central America, North America, and even Europe. And Urava in Colombia, people, they used to think that it was a dangerous place. It, when I used to mention to other people in Colombia, other Colombians, say, oh, I'm from Urava. Oh, my God. Therefore, then, that's so dangerous. How do you roll out? Oh, my God, that's a beautiful play. What are you talking about? But yes, Rava was very dangerous, and I, I wanted to show that to people. Even when I was in college, my thesis was about Urava. And uh, I wanted to show people through a, a, a graphic design and visual design through my art that Urava is, some, is more than a dangerous place. It's a beautiful place. It's a virgin place. We have virgin beaches. Uh, the rivers are beautiful, are like clear water. And that inspires me to create the entire Urava. And also you remember that in every single piece, you saw the molas. That was inspired by the indigenous from from Urava. That was, that's my uh, interpretation of molas from the indigenous of Urava. And uh, I I should just say for listeners who maybe were not blessed to see this show or are not familiar with Ricardo's work, um, molas are. Um, in your work, they were sort of modeled after the really ornate, very bright and tightly woven textiles um, for, for which indigenous folks are known in that area. 
-hmm. And you, as an artist, put your own spin on that, which I think is really cool. So one of the things you said at the beginning of the show, I maybe we were off mic, but was that to you, like Connecticut feels like home, that New Haven feels like home, which I'm so happy to hear as someone who is also, I'm not from New Haven, um, but New Haven is my home and I love it. So you originally moved to New Jersey in 2016 to work mm-hmm. with a graphic design firm, but you ended up here and you chose to stay. So Yes, yeah. uh, it's very, it's very funny because a lot of people, they say, how do you like Connecticut? How? And, and I just, I love it. I don't know if in my, in my single life, my, my first life, I don't know, my life before I was from here, but I feel a connection with Connecticut. And I call Connecticut home. And since day one, I remember, I, I, I think I, I said this to you when, I, when we were talking about William Lanson and the sky of Connecticut, when I, when I came the first time to New Haven to see my apartment in downtown, uh, I saw the sky and I, wow, the sky is so blue. It's beautiful. That was a beautiful day. I remember it was the summer. It was starting the summer of uh, 2016. And uh, I saw the, the blue. I saw so many arts around the downtown. And, and then I saw the Connecticut place, the car place. And they were like the same color of the sky. And I, wow, this is beautiful. And blue is one of my favorite colors. So that's why also I use the same blue that I saw that day for William Lansom's portrait. And I should say, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, and, and New Haven, especially New Haven, it makes me feel very uh, welcome. And... Uh, is New Haven to me is very multicultural, and that reminds me Urawa. I think it is. I think um, I think Connecticut is not that multicultural. It's very white, but parts of it are very white. But when you're in the cities, not just New Haven, but shout out to Bridgeport, shout out to uh, I almost said Harvard, to Hartford, and and to Waterbury, which you know has its struggles. But I think yes there is a multiculturalism and also a, a pride in like representing a breadth of the diaspora or multiple diasporas that comes uh, in, in Connecticut. Yeah. I mean, Connecticut cities are where it's at. If you live in like the quiet corner, I'm sorry. Um, I hope it's nice for you. Um, so, so I do want to talk about this portrait of William Lanson as part of your journey in New Haven. And, and then let's, talk about this upcoming exhibition, but I actually see the two as um, sort of two moving parts of a bigger whole, which is the story of Ricardo's work in New Haven. And so uh, hopefully people are lucky enough to see this portrait of William Lanson that you have done at the New Haven Museum. And I'm wondering if you can tell listeners a little bit about that and also about the journey that Lanson sort of uh, led you on from from beyond the grave as you were researching his his life and his work. Yes. So William Lamson, I love this portrait. <laughs> uh, it started this project started after Urawa. Uh, 
the office of uh, New Haven type uh, project, they contacted me. They wanted to work in a mural and they wanted to, they wanted to have different artists to work in a mural in a abandoned building here in, in New Haven. I don't remember very well where is located the building, but they wanted to do that over there. I don't know what happened with the project, but I never, I never did the mural. But uh, this lady, uh, La Laura, Laura, Laura Clark, yeah, Laura, Laura Clark, she gave me all the information to know a little bit more William Lanson, and I was reading and I fell in love with his story, and because I'm very visual, I have to see the face of William Lampton. If I want to create something, I have to see his face. So I went right away to my computer to, to look for some uh, uh, for images about William Lampton for something that give me like a, something to create something about him. And I didn't find anything, anything visuals, anything, no photos, no nothing. The only visual thing that I found was the statue that they have of Yale, of William Lamson. And, and I went there, I went to the statue, I took some pictures and I said, okay, there's no any portrait about William Lamson. Ricardo, you can create one. And I said that to myself. And yes, I went, I took pictures and then I started like, working and doing the sketches about which colors should I use because I didn't know how dark was him. And yes, I started all these process. And Marta, you know Marta, she she was like, what are you doing? And I just let me finish this project and I'll show you later. So when I showed her the portrait already finished, she was like, wow, Ricardo, we have to show this. We have to talk with the museum because we saw the museum they were doing something about William Lamson and we had the portrait so when we talked to the museum they were so happy and they said yes Ricardo yes we want it we want it and we decided to donate a portrait to to the museum so I do want to bring it into the present and first of all if you're just joining us here on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven Welcome. We're so happy that you've decided to spend some time with us here. This is Arts Respond. I'm your host, Lucy Gelman, and today I am here with Ricardo Gutierrez. He is a Colombian-born, New Haven-based artist who will be hosting the exhibition Through My Eyes at Olive in Worcester next week on Thursday, May 18th, starting at 6 p.m. And that's what we're going to talk about now. So, Ricardo, I feel like we uh, we're both busy humans and I haven't like I've I feel like it's this thing where sometimes I see artists in passing at events but I don't really get a chance to talk to them until they're presenting a new body of work and so since you sort of installed the Lansing piece at the New Haven Museum you and I really haven't had the chance to sit down and then a couple weeks ago you emailed me and said hey I'm doing this new exhibition and I want to hear about what Through My Eyes is all about, how your perspective on your work has changed, because I think certainly every series for an artist um, 
marks an evolution or a transformation in some way. And then, of course, um, you know how how it is to work with Olive and Worcester and have this show sort of in like in very very central New Haven, Worcester Square. Yes, uh, through my eyes. Uh... First of all, this collection is very, very different than what you saw before. We have a, this is totally different. You want to see another face of, of Ricardo. And it's very, uh, I use, I use black bright colors. And I, I would say that this exhibition is more expressionist. It's more my self-expression. Uh, yeah, how I said before, this exhibition talk about uh, the mental health, uh, the connection of human being with the universe. Because uh, since the pandemic, I think a lot of people they they start like getting traumas because of that. And I saw a little bit the the humans change a little bit. Uh, so this exhibition talk about about all of this and how I said that before that every human being on earth uh, has been a victim of the human belief system and uh, that causes yeah traumas depressions and keep us in that black hole and it didn't didn't let it being in the black hole don't let us see the beauty of life, the beauty of the universe, the beauty of breath. Because I am I'm a, I am one of those persons who enjoy every single detail of life. Because I used to be in that black hole. That's why I'm talking about this. Because I used to be in that, I, I used to be blind. I was unhappy. I was depressed. I was, um, yes, I was like pleasing people, living my life for others, forgetting myself. And after Uraba, I was, I see, I, I was sitting there, I sitting down in my bed, and I was like, no, I have to make a change in my life. I need to, I want to be happy. What was the point? It, having this life and not be happy, and and yeah, so I took action. I started knowing myself. So knowing myself, it was born Uraba, this art exhibition. And I, I saw that, yeah, this is my mission world. I transmit this beautiful vibe, this beautiful energy through my painting. And yes, people test me. Sometimes people there, oh my God, Ricardo, I had a conversation with you and you made me realize that I have to change these things. Oh, oh, Ricardo, you inspired me. Oh, Ricardo, so beautiful stuff that makes me grow up more as a human being and make me, yeah, feel good. And, and it feels like you are doing something good for, for the people around you. So through my eyes, talk about all of that, about human transformation. So you will see the one of the, I have a four paintings. There is a, is a woman, all those four paintings. And her skin, I made it in colors, oranges and yellows, like stimulating like lava. You know, the inside of our planet, there's lava and the lava uh, 
that force inside our planet can uh, move the plate tectonics and that uh, that's how our planet transform, right? So the same thing I, I wanted to simulate that in this woman uh, skin showing the transformation of human beings. And, and yes, I, I learned about all of this and uh, I, I think, uh, uh, and I learned also that every, every human being, each of us have the power to change our life. We have that power. They just need to, to make a decision. Once you make the decision, you want to start seeing changes in your life, uh, positive stuff in your life. And you can see even your path clear and everything start making more sense in life. And also, I think everyone can find their own mission on Earth, which I... I never thought that, that every person have a mission on Earth, but right now, yes, every single person have a mission on Earth. And uh, the way to find that is taking action, uh, make the decision that you want to work on yourself and knowing your, yourself very well and loving yourself very well. Because if, you're, if you don't love yourself, who's going to love you, right? And your mom, <laughs> but but yes, I I am a very lonely person. I I like to spend time alone, and being alone it makes makes me think about all those things, and makes me uh, research about a little bit about those things, and. And I love it. And I saw a lot of changes in my life. And I want to share that through my paintings with other people. I, I, okay, there's so much that you just said that <laughs> I want to unpack and draw out the threads and talk about. Um, but one of them, and one of the first things that you said is you set a boundary. What I'm hearing is you set a boundary where you said, I'm going to stop living for other people and start living for me. And I think that's really hard, especially for artists who, I think for a lot of artists, there's this question of like, whom am I responsible to? Um, do I owe my work to the community? You know, who, like, do I need to make work for, for someone specifically or some group of folks specifically? And so I want to know for you, how you set that boundary. And then also you mentioned really being on a journey to self-love and that makes me so happy. And I also want to hear about it because I see a lot of um, sort of like uh, anger and fear and self-loathing within some artists who I talk to. And I hate that. I want to be like, no, you're like you're an amazing artist, you're a badass human being, you're all, all of these things. And so what I'm hearing from you is a very different Ricardo than maybe who I talked to in 2021. And, uh, and it sounds really beautiful. So I would like to hear how you got to that place. Uh, sure. Uh, you know that I'm, I'm gay. So being gay in a Catholic country, 
being a, in a culturally family is very hard, very, very hard. Uh, I, I feel like I was something strange because that's the way that people make me feel uh, in school, uh, on the street, and even, how do you say, my family, because they very believe in Catholic things and they're not allow someone in their family to have those kind of, a, a, to be different, to say that, because they make me feel like that way, being different. Growing up like that and listening other kids telling me no good things, uh, at that age, I was uh, a little uh, depressed. And, but I found, this is something very nice. I found a book that my mom used to have. Uh, the name of the book is Without Stress, Sin Stress in Spanish. Uh, at seven years old, when I started uh, reading, I started reading that book just because I was like, okay, I'm very stressed out well, for what people say to me. I just want to don't think about those things. Let's read this. So I started like practicing the steps of meditation. And I started meditating at that age, at seven years old. Seven, eight. I, I, I'm not sure. And uh, I was meditating my entire life, but I didn't know that I was meditating. And that helped me to create like a bubble and don't let anyone to hurt me with all the, the things that they used to say to me, even my family. And yes, uh, actually I wanted to say that uh, uh, one of the best advice that I can give to every person is meditate. Medita meditation, Helps meditation change my my view of uh, of life, and it helped me as a little kid to be alive and to be good in this entire life. Because uh, yes, I, I I know a lot of people, I know a lot of cultures, uh, other countries, and being a, when when you are yourself. Uh, because I used to be other person. I used to be a the the son that my dad wanted, the son that my mom wanted, the the nephew that my family wanted, and I, and I didn't be myself. And I have the opportunity when I was in college to visit other countries, to visit other cultures, and that makes me realize that I have to be me. People love when you are yourself. People love when they see the truth. People love that. And even though my family have diverse, that strong belief system, uh, when they saw me, when they saw the real Ricardo, because I will say that I was acting all the time. I was being other person to make other people happy, pleasing other people. And when they, even when my family saw that part of me, the real Ricardo, uh, they were like, oh, wow, we were wrong. We were doing some, we were doing something not good to this person. And 
Uh, yes, right now they are very proud of my of me. Uh, yeah, they just oh my god, you are you are a beautiful person. You are a you are you are you. Now we can see you, and that uh, makes me makes me very very happy. I I love that, and I do think um, you know in some families. I, so uh, my sibling is is non-binary, and I think in some families there are often folks who have a, a certain uh, like belief system, and then when that belief system is challenged within their own family, hopefully they interrogate their own beliefs and sort of where where those beliefs were coming from in the first place, and and so it the the first part of that made me um, that, like, it made my heart really heavy to hear that you experienced that. But the second part um, that your family does recognize how just incredible and talented and just what a beautiful soul you are on, on top of being like a, just a banging artist um, is, is great. And so I do also want to ask about the role of matriarchs in your work and women in your work, because this is, something that I saw a little bit in Uroba. And then as you were describing the woman and sort of her, like her moving skin, I want to hear more about that. It sounds so elemental. Um, yeah, jump in. I, so my family, they, there was a lot of women, a lot of women in my family. And my cousin, I used to spend a lot of time with a cousin, the woman cousin, girls. And the in Colombia is very machismo. It the word makes sense to you, machismo, uh, because women. I used to see how men used to uh, take advantage of women over there. Uh, women, they, 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 they. So. Before, woman wasn't in the same level of men. And knowing women, knowing all these girls from my family, all the, my friend girls, and be, seeing that they are very smart, they're beautiful, they can do even better things than men, and we can do everything. But uh, I mean, is women have the same capacity of a man. So and that I I admire that because in our religion they say oh woman is here and man is here, right? And no to me we are the same. We are the same and I admire a woman a lot. And because I saw in Colombia other women suffering because of for a lot of things. And I was like, no, this is not fair to them. So we have to be the same. They they have eyes, they have nose, they have mouth like us, they have a brain like us. Why men treat women differently? You know? And that's why I'm always like drawing woman. The shape of the woman, I think, is beautiful too. And I think my best friend is a is a woman. And it's a very powerful woman. I love that. And I support her on everything. And learning about women, 
you guys are very strong, very, very, very strong, because uh, some of my girlfriends, they have been passed through for a lot of things that probably a man cannot handle, you know? And even having a baby, that's something very, very powerful of women. And that's why I admire women, I admire uh, the feminists, I admire all of that. And I feel a little, I feel um, identified with women because the same thing, gay people, men, they they don't uh, treat us well. They think that, oh, because he's gay, he's going to jump on me and he's going to, no, no, I, I don't want to do that. And... Yes, uh, and also uh, I have a cousin. Her name is Marcela. Uh, she is a uh, black, uh, dark skin, and even my family they used to bully her, and and I used to see that. And I, no, this is not nice. And Marcela, she inspires me to create a lot of drawings. Actually, I have uh, two characters. They, I will show you later. Two characters that was inspired by her. And to me, she's beautiful. She's a strong woman. She, she, she inspired me, Marcela. And I love her so much because my other cousins, because Marcela, her hair is different than my other cousins. So they used to bully her about her hair. And I know, Marcela, your hair is beautiful. And and I, I just I just defend her because it wasn't even I, I didn't rem, I didn't understand why even family do that to a member of a family, you know. And also when I used to go to church with with my family and the the father, the the person on top of that, um, they used to say that gays are not good and all those things. So, and I was asking myself why I was born this way. And yes, I no, I just uh, relate that my gay uh, life with uh, with woman because we both have been treated no no good in the society. So I want to, well, it's, I was going to say it's changing gears, but it's not really changing gears because it's about this new exhibition. How, like, how are you feeling? First of all, how long did this body of work take you? Because I think sometimes people don't like, there's something where when you talk to people who are not artists, Mm -hmm. they like something doesn't compute with the fact that artists put so much labor into their work. And this is something that you and I have talked about because you are among many, many artists who have to hustle, right? To make ends meet. Like people, I think, have this image of artists as like, I don't know, like independently wealthy white men who are chilling in their penthouses or something like that. And actually artists are like often scraping by working multiple jobs because they love what they do. But then someone will stand in front of a painting and say, oh, I won't pay X amount, you know, fill in the blank for that because they don't understand how much labor has gone into it. So 
tell me also about the labor, like the physical labor and the emotional labor and the time that went into this body of work. So this collection is when I was in front of the first canvas, I really, I, I, I said to myself, I want to create something different than whoever. I want to show a little bit more of myself on this uh, new uh, exhibition, new collection of paintings. Uh, because Uraba, I was talking more about, yeah, Uraba, the place, the culture over there. And this one is a little more deep because uh, it talks about a little experiences in life, in my life. And I start, okay, when I'm painting, I like to listen piano music and that uh, makes me like bring my feelings out. And I start painting and the first composition that I did, I was like, oh, this is it. This is gonna be my next exhibition, and I'm I'm so I'm so excited for you to see it because it's so different. And do you remember Sebastian, my friend? He yes. he he was all the time saying, "Hey Ricardo, you have to get out of your comfort zone. You have to to be more yourself, like put on the, uh, those colors, uh, put on the, in those canvases, you, I want you to be reflect on those canvases. And, and yeah, so we start, I started doing some exercises and actually I brought that painting to the, the one that I, that I first, that I first, like the first that I paint. I brought it to a Guild for Art, Guild for League Arts, something like that. And they they were having an art exhibition and I put my painting there and they love it. They said, oh my God, Ricardo, this is nice. And, but also uh, I'm still using the molas because I think molas are a part of me. And, and yeah, so, Creating all of these, make, making new things, uh, putting the color of different forms, and uh, creating new shapes. Because you know the the last exhibition, you saw a little uh, frames, and very and it was very square. And uh, this one have more planet shapes, more circular shapes, and yeah, and a little eyes. You want to see a little eyes of it. Amazing. So my, uh, well, I, I was going to say I have two last questions. And the first is just, you know, how are you feeling as we come up on the eve? It's sort of like the eve of the exhibition, which opens Thursday, May 18th at 6 p.m. at Olive in Worcester. If you don't know where that is, it's at 87 Union Street in New Haven. And I will say just personally, uh, when you emailed me about this, I thought, okay, if there, I have feelings about the amount of new development going up in New Haven. Uh, they're not always good feelings, but I thought, okay, if they are supporting Ricardo's work, that makes me feel a little bit different. <laughs> so, and, and a little bit good. Um, you know, but how are you feeling on the eve of this opening? Uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm just excited. I can wait. I can wait to to be there and show everything to you guys because I 
I have been I have been working on this exhibition like, like six months. And yeah, it took me six months to create all of this. And yes, I, I can't wait to show everything. I'm I'm, I'm very, very, very excited. Um I am very positive because uh, this is something new. Even I, when I saw everything all put together, I was surprised of myself. I was even proud of myself. I was, wow, this is something that, that I didn't know that I can do, right? And I showed some pictures of my dad. My dad, he was so happy. He was, oh my God. That is amazing. Actually, we are talking to do an exhibition together in the future. And, and yeah, no, I can wait. Olive and Wooster have been supporting me. Uh, I know Melissa. Melissa, she loves my art. She loves uh, everything that I do. And she's, she, the way that she talks about me makes me proud. <laughs> and yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. They, when I went there, because I was looking for a place to do it, and most of the places in New Haven, first of all, we have a little places to make our, our exhibition. Second of all, uh, my art shows are kind of big, and I wanted a bigger place to do it. And uh, I went to Olive and Wooster, and no, actually, I text them. And they told me, no, we know you, Ricardo. I know you. And yes, I would love to talk about it and come to the office. Let's talk about it. So I went with Martha and no, they were happy. We were happy. And they were, uh, yes, they, they just wanted to, to work with us. And my last question is, how do you as an artist, so this show grew out of uh, sort of like artists whose world was just totally turned on its head during COVID. And, and we're still like the pandemic is still with us. I don't want to say it's over. I don't agree with Joe Biden. It's not over, um, but we're in a, a different place. How do you practice self-care? And you talked about this a little bit, but how, like, how do you make sure that you're taking care of Ricardo as well? How a meditating, meditating. Meditating is, is my cure. Meditating is my medicine. Meditating takes care of me because once I finish one meditation, I can see very clear Ricardo Gutierrez, who Ricardo Gutierrez is, uh, where Ricardo Gutierrez is going to go, what is, where Ricardo Gutierrez is going to make or create. Meditating, I think, is... Is the tool is the tool and is the connection with me and with, with with the universe and once you have that connection and you are a uh, working every day that connection becomes more uh, strong and yes I, I think yeah probably I want to have like sad moments but those sad moments is not going to stop me or probably can make mistakes in future. But I love mistakes because I learn from mistakes. I love having mistakes. And I, if I can make all the mistakes I can, I, I want to learn from them. So I, my view of life right now is very different. So uh, I think Ricardo is taking care of himself very, very well. Good. Um, 
Well, I thank you so much for joining us today. And I just want to remind folks, if you're just joining us, you've missed a great discussion. Please go back and listen to it on all of the socials. This is Arts Respond on WNHHLP 103.5 FM. And shout out to Harry Droz, who I have forgotten to thank in the last couple episodes. So Harry, I'm really, really sorry. Um, Harry, for those who don't know, is the man behind the magic. He literally makes the radio station run. And without him, I don't know, like our, our hair would be on fire or something. So Harry, thank you for all you do. We love and appreciate you. Ricardo, thank you so much for joining me today. And I will see you next week. If you're interested in seeing Through My Eyes, uh, and if you're not, you should be. It is opening next Thursday night, May 18th from 6 to 8 p.m. at Olive in Worcester. That's at 87 Union Street in New Haven. And we will uh, share a poster for the exhibition with this podcast and Facebook Live and all the things as well. So thank you and New Haveners and folks beyond New Haven. Have a beautiful weekend. The sun is out and I hope you have a chance to enjoy it. Thank you. Thank you very much.